want to introduce to you the easiest way to make a podcast, and that is through this app called Anchor. Now, Anchor gives you everything you need in one place, all for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. Creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Good day, good day, good day, good day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Holistic Life podcast. I am Apostle Shelby Frederick. Today is Tuesday, April the 20th, 2021, and we are broadcasting live from the Columbus, Ohio region. I want to say good morning to Facebook, good morning, Instagram, good morning to those that are on YouTube and everyone that will watch the replay. Blessings, blessings, blessings to each of you. Um, this morning um, and on this week, my goodness, if you have not been um, keeping up with our our series on on fasting, it really has um, just been just so, I don't know, refreshing uh, to to be able to go back through this process, to get back into the word and to really be in the face of God. Um, There is nothing like um, allowing yourself to go through the process and the Lord begins to reveal himself to you. And he also begins to reveal you to you. 
Hallelujah. And so um, we have really enjoyed our teaching series. Um, this is something that um, I have been doing uh, with uh, War Room Warriors. And so um, the Lord had spoke a couple years ago about some of the things that I'm teaching on for me to bring those out. And so this is one of those, uh, one of many um, that we shall um, that we shall continue to bring out and to share um, what is coming from out of our time together in our times of teaching, training, and equipping. Hallelujah. So listen, let us talk about, and I don't know, and I, I pray that you have been really following along in this process, this process. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Stacy. Listen, this has been a process. It is a process and a journey that the Lord has us on. And what is so phenomenal is that it really takes the, the pressure off of us pointing our finger at what other people are or are not doing. It really allows us to get into the mirror of God's word. It allows us to get in the face of God. It allows us the opportunity to position ourselves to sit at the table with the father and to allow him just to continue just to form um, his, his character, his nature, um, his image and his likeness inside of us. And so when we talk about this process and this journey, oftentimes we, we want to look at things from an, an outside in. But in this process and in this journey that we have been on, we have been literally working our way from the inside out from the inside out. And so the past, what, six weeks, um, we have really been focusing on, you know, just so many things that the Lord, you know, had been seeking, talking about knowing his power, coming um, humbly before him, standing in awe of his holiness, living in obedience, surrendering fully to God, uh, facing our future boldly with God. And today we are going to talk about pursuing God with your local church. Because listen, we all have a responsibility, hallelujah, to the, the body and the of believers, the, the ministries that, that we serve, because there is something powerful that happens when we come together. But if you come with your pot empty, then what do you have to contribute to the fire? If you come with your spirit um, um, on, on E, then what is it that you have to contribute to this movement? What do you have to contribute to this combustion? I call it a spontaneous combustion when we all begin to come together in a place of unity, when we need um, to see the Lord moving uh, mightily, when we need to see the miracles, the signs and the wonders taking place. It, it means that there is something that each of us carry and have the ability to carry, but that we need to bring into our, our our corporate experience. And so when God begins to do a work inside of us and, and in our own secret time, in our own secret place, then we, we, uh, eventually he's going to cause you to rise up and to connect with others. And so when we're talking today about rising up with your church, your local church, pursuing God, it is a pursuit that we have. And so when we look at Acts chapter 13, verses one through four, it says that in the local church at Antioch, as they were ministering to the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work that I have called them to. Then after they had fasted, prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them off being sent by the Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. In Ezra chapter eight, verses 21 and 23, it says that I proclaimed a fast. So we fasted and pleaded with our God about this and he granted our request. So how many requests do we have before the Lord, you know, but are we willing to put in the time and the sacrifice of, of not only when we come together corporately, but also what, what prepares us to arise to this place, to arise into a place and into a position in which what we bring now adds a measure of what God is doing to the church. And so for too long, we have seen what the church can do, but now we are in a time and season where we need to know what it is that God can do. The world needs to see what God can do. Let me say it again. The world is not, we have people that aren't necessarily looking for what the church can do. They are looking for what God can do. My God. And so when we begin to embrace the principle of prayer and fasting, we know that we're going to come away with conviction because that's what God does when he brings us into his presence. You know, he allow, He scans our heart. He searches our heart. He looks at our soul. He begins to, to, to take a look and he allows us to see what our thought process is. How, how am I thinking? You know, he, he just, so that brings, that will bring conviction. If you got, if you got Holy Spirit living on the, on the inside of you, it convicts us, not condemn but he comes to convict us. And so we know that God can do more in a moment than we could ever do in an entire lifetime. So can we imagine and begin to think about the possibility and the spiritual potential that we would have in our churches if we embrace the principle of prayer and fasting? Can we imagine what would happen if pastors and leaders of ministries became, became convicted about the need and not only just for, for personally, but leading his church? Can we imagine what would happen if the people that we are serving began to personally and corporately enter into moments of prayer and fasting? What type of power would we see released? Again, we know that God can do more in a moment in and through us, hallelujah, than we could ever do by ourselves in an entire lifetime. So there is nothing and no one that can take the place of God. Nothing and no one can take the place of God. Remember, we are doing this by his spirit. We're doing it through this, his spirit. And so when we look at where we are on today, we have to begin to ask ourselves, are we chasing fads and are we building franchises or are we truly seeking the heart and the will of the father in our churches? It's it's not about franchising, and if we all know what a franchise is, everything looks the same, everything smells the same, everything talks the same, it dresses the same. But is that God? We see that there were many different churches, hallelujah, in the in the New Testament. There were many different churches, and each of those churches had a different um, um, issues that were going on. They were a different um, culture of, of, of people. And so when you talk about this, this franchise mentality, yeah, I'm going to talk about it because this is what we see going on. This is what we see happening. And these are, are these truly fads? 
What, what are we building? Is this the kingdom of, of man or the kingdom of God that we are building? He did not call us to chase fast and he certainly did not call us to build franchises. We are in a day and time where we need to seek the heart and the will of the father in our local ministries. So there are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts with God. There are no shortcuts to God's success because there is a God success. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. So when we look at the church, we see what man can do. And so while we have greater technology, we have more expressives, um, expressions of worship, uh, we have fine-tuned and targeted our ministries, but do we have more of God? Do we have more of God? My God, we see that we are in a time where the, the we are uh, uh, in the midst of uh, where the world is, is, is lost. They are dying. They are desperate. Hallelujah. They need to see a church. They need to see a people that are alive, that are biblically based, that are God and power, that are doing the great commission. Hallelujah. They We want to ensure that we are have conditioned ourselves and that we are in the place where we can help our churches become focused on the great commission. Because that is what we have been called to do. We have not been called to build things unto ourselves. That's not what we have been sent here to do. That's not the plan and the purpose of God. That's not the heart of God. The heart of God is to, to seek and to save those that are lost. The heart of God is for us to do the great commission, to go ye therefore and to make disciples. Ah. And so when we get into the place of prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting moves the focus off of what we can do and it adjusts our focus to what God can do. Yes, God uses us, but listen, we cannot do it in our own strength. We cannot do it in our own power. It has to be the heart and the will of the father and doing it through the spirit of God that lives inside of us. So church, my brothers and sisters, we are living in critical times and in critical times, it calls for radical, urgent actions, hallelujah, to occur. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And so we get this through what? We get it through prayer and fasting. We get it through going into the secret place and seeking the heart of the Father. Hallelujah. So how can we as the church rise up to pray and fast? Hallelujah. What are some of the ways that we could rise up with our church in prayer and fasting? So we're going to make it real practical because I believe in being practical. I don't believe in just in just saying things just to be saying things. I believe that we have to make the word practical so that people can follow the word, so that people can do the word, so people can work the word, so people can live the word. So let's make it practical. So for those of you that, you know, are, you know, hey, listen, I struggle with fasting for a very long time. You know why? Because I like to eat. <laughs> I like to eat. Yes, I do. I like food. Okay. And I eat very well. And so for me, fasting, it was just one of those things where it was just like, my, my, my God, you know, but it was because I lacked the understanding of what the benefits of fasting was. I lacked 
the knowledge and the understanding of what was actually happening when I was called to sit at the seat, sit in the seat at the table with the father. So it's more than just pushing away your plate. It is about spending that intimate time with God so that he can begin to do that work on the inner man. Hallelujah. So let's talk about a one meal fast. One meal fast. A one meal fast is just where you know that you you set aside one meal, whether it's breakfast, whether it's lunch, whether it may be dinner. But taking one meal that you literally will during that time, not just focus on not eating, but during that time, still away with God. During that time, retreat into a time of prayer with the Father. During that time, seeking and asking God, what is it that 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 we want to accomplish during this time? Because there is something that is working during our time of prayer and fasting. Remember, we had talked about um, not fast about not fasting with. Um, not having a spiritual goal in mind. If you don't have a spiritual goal in mind when it comes to fasting, you're just dieting. You're just going without a meal. If there is no time that you set aside to consecrate and to really get into the presence of God, to sit at the Father's table, you're just dieting. You're just skipping a meal. That's not fasting. When you don't go in with a spiritual goal in mind and when there is not a, a focus of, of the fast, listen, we get specific in our request, not only just our request, but what is it that God desires to do in us and through us during the time that we are sitting at the father's table? So how specific should we get? We should get very specific about our time with the father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. And so we have to learn that this is this is where we start at. So if you want to start somewhere, then start with one meal, one meal, make a commitment, make a commitment to prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. When you have an understanding, it becomes easier for us to make a commitment. So this is why we should still teach on, you know, biblical and, and practical teachings on prayer and fasting. It's very important because you know why this is one of the principles that we have lost. And then we wonder why we don't have the power collectively as the body of Christ as we should. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we always want to be challenged to take a, spe a specified meal to set aside privately to talk with God as well as listen to what it is that he is saying to you from the word. So that's the one meal fast. Then there's the one day fast. Now, the one day fast is, is where you um, sometimes with our churches, we may fast for, for a day. I know with War Room Warriors, we have a specific day that we fast for the week. And so we have uh, prayer targets uh, generally that we will have. We will have um, just certain things that we, are, that we are praying for, but the one day fasting journeys, they really do become specific. And so when you talk about coming and, and pursuing God with your local church, what is it that the local church is standing in need of? 
Remember, I talked about how, you know, we have different churches that are in different, um, different communities. What are the needs of the community? So this is something that as leaders, that as, as pastors, when calling the, the church that you, that you serve and that you lead, when calling them into times of prayer and fasting, that there has to be a specific goal. What is that goal? What exactly are we fasting for? What is it that God is wanting to do among us? Have we taken that time to really get into the presence of God to, to, to see what it is that he wants? Not always about what we want, but God, what is it that you want for this local body? Hallelujah. And one of the ways that we can do that, some people start from, from, from sun up to sundown, or you can do from sundown to sundown. Now, generally, when I do one day fasting, I generally like to start from sundown to sundown. And in, real, in, in, in reality, that really is biblical. That really is biblical. And so when we talk about having spiritual movements, when we talk about, you know, pursuing God with the local church, pursuing God with the local church church is going to cause for us to really see what it is that God specifically is wanting to do among us. Hallelujah. So we've got your one meal fast. Then you have your one day fast. Then sometimes there may be a seven day fast, or sometimes it may be a three day fast, but whatever the, the time frame and the time stamp for that corporate fast, you know, you always want to go in, especially when you're talking about corporately, to go in in a specific direction. A specific direction. Right here in the city of Columbus, Ohio, we have had the 61st murder on last night or early this morning or whenever it was. You cannot tell me that there is something that God does not want to speak to the churches here in Columbus, Ohio, about the murders that are going on in this city. You cannot tell me that. You cannot convince me of that. There is a specific direction that we need to hear from the Lord when it comes to our churches, when it comes to our communities, where our churches are. Our churches just are not planted just to say that we got a building in this community. Are we concerned about the community in which we have planted churches? Or have we just planted because we thought that it was a good place to, to, to plant a work? Have we truly been sent there in these particular areas, in these particular regions, in order for the kingdom of God to be manifested in the earth? So churches, leaders, Listen, I'm I'm out I'm out here now, but you know what? I'm not out here by myself. I'm out here with the Holy Spirit because this is God that is challenging us. This is God that is sending out an alarm. This is God that is sounding the alarm that something is wrong. And when are we as the people of God going to come together? We must come together. We can no longer afford to sit back and just say, you know, just like as if we have no concern, 
And I know that it's a hard road. I know that it's strong. But let me tell you something. Listen, as, as an intercessor, as one that knows that they are a gatekeeper in this city, as one who knows that they have been praying long before Royal Room Warriors came along, my God. But listen, I know that I'm not the only one that God has been speaking to about the condition of the city of Columbus, Ohio. I know that I'm not the only one, but when will we come together? When will we come together? When will we lay aside our denominational walls? When will we lay aside our titles? When will we lay aside positions and get into the face of God so that we can begin to see, hallelujah, the spirit of murder go back to the pits of hell from which it came? Hallelujah. We need direction. We need direction. We need direction. We need direction. We need the direction of the Lord, not the direction of our opinions, not the direction of our feelings. We need the direction of the Lord. And the only way that we are going to get the direction of the Lord is when we get into the face of God. First, personally, 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 when we get into the face of God personally, that's when he begins to work on, on, on all of these isms and schisms that keeps us separated. Then we can begin to arise and come together and begin to pursue God with our local churches and begin to pursue God with other ministries because we're all connected. We're all connected. We're one body. Yes, we do things separately. We do things, you know, because, you know, that's just our particular, you know, grace or whatever it is that God, that's our particular culture in our ministries. But listen, when are we going to come together? I am sounding the alarm because this is what the Lord is saying today that we can no longer sit back and just allow things to happen. If you are a believer of God, if, if listen, it should be illegal for certain things to happen in our communities where we live at. I'm going to say it again. Certain things should not have legal right to take place in a community that we live in simply because we are there, simply because we are the people of God. Certain things should be illegal. And I know that we don't want to hear it, but listen, this is time for us to hear what God is saying in this time, in this hour, I have had enough. God forbid if it takes for, for it to come and to visit our house, to visit our family, when are we going to wake up? There is a pursuit of God and God is sounding the alarm loud and clear, but is anybody listening? Can we hear the sound? So when things get to acting crazy in my environment, it's illegal. Why? Why? Because I carry the presence of God. I know who God has called me to be. And when I begin to see it, it becomes my responsibility as a child of God, as a son of God to address it. So certain things, I ain't waiting for a group of people. Certain things, I can't wait. Certain things, We've got to attack this thing head on. 
but I'm going to say it again, just like you wouldn't allow anybody to come into your home and to, to, to act a fool. In our neighborhoods and in our communities where we live and where our churches are, it is illegal for the enemy to be just walking around, ravaging, murdering our children. It's illegal and we're going to have to answer for it. Hallelujah. We're going to have, we are going to have to give an account to the Lord for what we have allowed to take place on our watch because this is our watch. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So can we, can we begin to discover what our greatest personal life burden is and begin to fast for that to be removed? And at the same time and in the same fast, hallelujah, begin to pray and fast, hallelujah, for our church's greatest burden, greatest need. Are we going to get to this place? Can we get to this place? Hallelujah. There is such a burden now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There is a burden, a burden, a burden. Hallelujah for this nation, a burden for lost souls. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I have to ask us, when is the last time that your church has corporately fasted for your church's greatest burden? Based upon what God has spoken, when is the last time? When is the last time? Because see, as we have been journeying on, it's not enough just to do personal fast. Corporate fasting is just as important. Corporate fasts are just as important. And so as leaders, hallelujah, we have to begin to challenge the people that we lead, hallelujah, to go on the journey with us. Hallelujah. We have to challenge. We listen, this is the season to be challenged in. It's the season for us to be challenged. And so while we know that food is usually the normal thing that we fast and we abstain from, it could also be, you know, something else that you love just as much. So is it is it TV watching that you love just as much? Is it talking on the phone that you love just as much? Is it surfing social media that you love just as much. Hallelujah. And so when we talk about corporate fasting, you know, we should put together some type of some type of, of, of guide to give some type of instruction so that the people will know what it is that we are praying for. Hallelujah. And then once you provide the guide, then begin to lead them through the time of prayer and fasting. Hallelujah. And so even when you talk about corporate fasting and, you know, oftentimes we may have times where we may come and we may gather in the building. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, where where, uh, you know, sometimes people need that extra encouragement. They need that extra push, whatever, by any means necessary. 
by any means necessary, whatever it is that we have to do, but we should be encouraging people to go on the journey with us, with us. And so let me ask you, what is that wall? What is that situation that you are currently facing that you know that needs to come down in your life in this very moment? What are the needed spiritual breakthroughs? Where are the, what are the spiritual downpours? What are the, the strategically breakthroughs that we need? We need defined direction. We need breakthroughs, hallelujah. We need miracles. Hallelujah. And so it, it requires for us to have meaningful journeys during times of prayer and fasting. And we have to understand that when we begin to enter into this kind of territory, that it is at this place that we begin to experience a new level of God. <coughs> Excuse me. We begin to receive that strengthening of God when we enter in at this place. Hallelujah. But are we willing to go? Are we willing to go? Are we willing to lead? Are we willing to lead them to deepen their walk with God through prayer and fasting? So again, God's gateway to spiritual breakthroughs is always going to be through prayer and fasting. And we see this time and time again in the word. So there is nothing like rising up with your local church to pursue God to pursue God. Hallelujah. When we begin to enter into times of prayer and fasting, that, that is when we really get the heartbeat of God. That is where we get the place of, of this revival that, that we are talking about. And we're talking about revival that is going to cross the cultural, racial, ethnic, denominational lines. This is what God <laughs> desires to see, but it's going to take place in us first. Remember, as I always say, that revival really is an internal thing. Revival is what happens in our personal time. Something then, then reformation and, and, and all of the other explosions and all those things, those happen when we come together collectively. So what is the value, the value of, of having, again, this prayer and a fasting guide, a prayer and a fasting guide? It helps us to make sense of everything that you are doing. If you have never been taught about prayer and fasting, you need to have something that is going to help you make sense of what you're doing. I can remember fasting out of ignorance mm -hmm. and then finding all kinds of things, you know, uh, well, well, you know, especially if we have, you know, certain types of fast and we, you know, we fasted from uh, not eating certain types of food and, and we, you, we try to get as close to that food as, as, as we can. But that's because at that particular moment, my understanding and my, 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 my level of, of, of it making sense to me of really why I was doing it. So I, I, I was doing it just because that's what the pastor said that we was going to do. I did it out of lack of ignorance. Come on. I'll talk about me. I'll talk about me. I didn't understand these four things. I didn't understand that there was indeed a spiritual goal. Hallelujah. I did not know that what we were doing, that there was a specific goal. Hallelujah. That we were praying for corporately. Corporately. The second thing is oneness. Oneness. 
Hallelujah. When we fast and we pray and we have a, a, a guideline or a guide, it helps to create a sense of unity. So we know that oneness is very important and it's essential, even according to John 17. John 17, that's the prayer that Jesus prayed. Father, make them one as we are one. And so we learn the value and the dynamic of oneness in prayer and fasting. Number three, specific. So powerful praying occurs when you pray specifically. God deals in specifics. So can you imagine the, the entire church praying for the same spiritual goal in complete oneness with one another, even with specificity over each request? It's powerful. It's life changing. This is when we begin to see those God-sized results. The fourth thing that it does is it produces consistency. So there is a knowing that others are praying and fasting with you over the same specific guidelines or guide, you know, over the, you know, on the same consistent journey with you. Hallelujah. There, there's something about consistency that is very important. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We don't organize prayer enough. And I'm not talking about to the place where we um, aren't able to follow the leading of the spirit, because when we follow Holy Spirit, he's going to lead us in the plan as far as he wants us to go and as much as he wants us to do in the process. So if he wants us to change the plan, guess what? It's okay. Why? Because we're still following Holy Spirit. So consistency is important in corporate prayer journeys. And it's usually accomplished when we have these four dynamics in place. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So in my closing, you know, as we are talking about rising up, there is nothing, <laughs> nothing any more powerful than a church rising up together to pursue God through the disciplines of prayer and fasting. When we enter into this place, we are going to see the walls crushed. We are going to see walls destroyed. When the church comes together in prayer and fasting, this is when you see a mighty army arising. And when a mighty army begins to arise in the earth, there is nothing that can stand in its way. So again, now is the time for the world to see what God can do through the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So when we do, we are going to see it supernaturally powerful and supernaturally beneficial for us. And it will also begin to confirm again that prayer and fasting are God's gateway to spiritual breakthroughs. Prayer and fasting will lead us to see God in our churches, in our church experience God in fresh, exciting, mighty, and powerful ways. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm just going to just begin to end this time. Hallelujah. With a word of prayer. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you, Lord, just for your word on today. 
We thank you, Father God, just for your examples in your word, Father God, on, on how we see time and time again, Lord, the things that would happen, the the, the mighty um, breakthroughs, the, the battles, Father God, that were won, hallelujah, when a people committed themselves, Lord, to come together corporately and to pray and to fast. Father God, I pray, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding would be open. Lord, I pray, Father God, Lord, that our ears, Father God, would be open, Father, to hear your sound, oh God, to hear, Father God, your, your call and your cry unto the people, oh God, to invite us to come to the table, to the where the feast of the Lord is going on. The table has been spread for us. There is a feast of the Lord that is going on. There is much, Father God, that we know that you desire to do in and through us, O oh God. May we, Father God, humbly, O oh God, and in complete humility and complete surrender unto you, Father, come, Lord, into this time, O oh God, of prayer and fasting, O oh God. Lord, may we come, Father God, and may we lay down, Father God, our thoughts. May we lay down our opinions, Father. May we lay down, Father God, of those things, Lord, that come to separate us, oh God. And may we come to the table, oh God, where you may speak to us, Father, individually, yet collectively, oh God, that we may see, oh God, hallelujah, your power, oh God, manifested, oh God, inside of our local churches, oh God, Lord, that we may fulfill, Lord, the great commission, oh God, that we may go ye therefore and make disciples, hallelujah. May we, oh God, hallelujah, Use this time, oh God, Lord, that you have given us, oh God, over this past, Lord, over the past year, Lord, that you have uh, uh, allowed us, Father God, to really inspect, Father God, our foundation, to look at our framework, Lord, to see, Lord, what we have built, oh God, and we come, Lord, into your presence, oh God, and say, Father God, for you, Lord, to do the adjustment, for you, Father God, to make, Lord, the, the mid-course correction, Father God, in our lives, oh God, Lord, that your glory, oh God, would be evident. Father God, in the earth, oh God. And so we thank you, Father God, just for this time of prayer. We thank you, Father God, for all those, Lord, that have tuned in to the broadcast on this week, oh God. And we just pray, Father God, Lord, that that your, your peace, Lord, and your protection, Lord, will continue, Lord, to be, Lord, uh, uh, among your people, oh God, Lord, that as we are even on today, Father God, fasting, oh God, for our zip codes, oh God, Lord, that as we, Father God, are, are standing in the gap, Father God, even, Lord, in, in the, the instances, Lord, that are going on, Lord, in the situation going on, Lord, in Minnesota, oh God, Lord, that we are a watch, that we are on our watch, that we are alert, Lord, that we are not asleep, oh God, Lord, but that we are a of people, Lord, that is concerned about your people. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that we will arise, Father God, that we will go forth, Lord, in the authority, Lord, that you have given us, oh God, hallelujah, to steward, oh God, and to, to manage, oh God, the affairs of this earth, oh God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, that we won't be caught sleeping, oh God, Lord, but that we will be actively, Lord, about our Father's business, oh God. So we thank you, Father God, for every watch uh, watchman that is on the wall. We thank you, Father God, for every gatekeeper, oh God, Lord, in our cities, oh God. We thank you, Father God, Lord, just for your angels, Lord, being dispatched, oh God, round about us, oh God, and not just being dispatched round about us, Father God, but the angels, oh God, Lord, that you have given us, oh God, hallelujah, to put on assignment, oh God. And so we thank you, Father God, for angels, oh God, being dispatched, Lord, on assignment, oh God, to carry forth your word, oh God, from the north, the south, the east, and the west, oh God. We thank you, oh God, Lord, that we don't do this work alone, 
alone, oh God, hallelujah, but that you have given us, oh God, assistance from the heavenlies, oh God. And so we, Father God, will not, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah, that we won't neglect, Father God, hallelujah, all the tools, oh God, in our spiritual toolbox, oh God, but that we will make sure, Lord, that we are positioned, that we will make sure, Father God, that we are prepared, Father God, hallelujah, individually and corporately, Father God, to fulfill your mandate and your assignment on the earth, oh God. And so we thank you again for this time. We bless you, Father God, just for all of those, oh God, that tuned in. We'll forever, Father God, give your name all of the glory. We give you all of the honor and we give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Hallelujah Prayer Discipleship. Hallelujah. We'll have one more teaching on uh, fasting on next week, and then we will be making preparation to shift um, into a new series. Um, we possibly may be taking a few weeks off. Listen, I've learned that you don't just go, 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 go in ministry. Hallelujah. That there are times where the Lord will call you into a sabbatical. Hallelujah. And so we may be taking just a, a brief time, but we will still be doing replays here on Tuesdays. I will definitely let you know that on next week, but I am excited about our next series. I'm not going to tell you just yet exactly what it's going to be. I will release it on next Tuesday, what our next series is going to be. But I tell you, I'm very excited because there are some things God wants to bring us up into our New Testament and our new covenant, excuse me, that's the word I want to use, our new covenant, hallelujah, rights, our new covenant position, hallelujah. We don't want to continue to be in uh, walking in the, the old covenant. And so there are some things that he has given to me that he has downloaded uh, to me concerning on our, our next topic. And, and he has shown me clearly because I, I have started out in this particular area um, when it comes to ministry, that there are some shifts and some movements that we need to move progressively forward into the revelation of the of, of God and who we are as, as, as a, a new covenant, what our rights are um, as new covenant. Um, um, believers. And so again, I'm excited. I will announce that on next week, um, what our topic will be uh, for our next um, prayer discipleship series. You are not going to want to miss it. So stay tuned. God bless you all. Have a fantabulous rest of your day and week, and we will catch you on next week. Same time, same place. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Okay.